This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English Professor. It is I, the English Professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome to another Can Crusher Spotlight. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and I have a very special guest. But before we get to that, I want to read something to you. Greek mythology defines chaos as something that is birthed from the void. My guest... Carmen Chaos is the life created from the emptiness found in pro wrestling. Something the world has never seen before. Think about that. Think about that for a little bit. And this is amazing. Carmen Chaos, the goddess of big time pro wrestling, has come to Can Crushers to talk about Pro wrestling, her life story, ups, downs, obstacles, barriers she's leaped over to get into this business. This is all going to be tease for you guys because you have to listen. You have to listen. Why? I reached out to Carmen Chaos, the goddess of big time pro wrestling, and say, you need to come on Can Crushers. Guys, this is a huge interview. I was so stoked when she was like, yes, let's do this. I moved heaven and earth. Except for one day when I had to go to work and we had to reschedule this for the next day. But nonetheless, you can't wait to hear this interview. So that's all I'm going to tell you in the intro this week. Just know, Carmen Chaos is going to be here after we hear from Al Snow and Collar and Elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, all that cool stuff Collar and Elbow has. And we have a promo code. It's Can Crushers. All one word, capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers, you save 10%. Here comes Al, and then coming up is Carmen Chaos. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. 
and welcome back to Can Crushers. Guys, you heard me talk about Collar and Elbow before. Again, I just want to tell you about the promo code. It's all one word, Can Crushers, capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers, and it'll save you 10%. But there's no time to talk about Collar and Elbow. We're good with that. You hear it all the time. Coming on to the show right now, the goddess of big-time wrestling, the stunning Carmen Chaos. Carmen, how are you this evening? Hi. Good evening, everyone. I'm well. I'm actually doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing... I'm ecstatic. I really am ecstatic to talk to you because we're going to throw the fourth wall down real quick. This interview is coming because of a post that I saw, and I fell in love with you. Just like that. <laughs> Boom. Uh, well, well, thank you. Yeah, I actually am gaining a lot more, you know, social media presence and stuff because of this post. And it's about, you know, my actual personal personal journey that took from me not only transitioning into from a male to an actual woman, but actually from another transition from going from there to, you know, professional, professional wrestling. So it's like I've had two different, two different transitions, which has all formed this great, great story. Yeah. And it is a great story. And we'll get there because we don't want to give them the meat and potatoes yet. Right, Carmen? <laughs> right. Of course not. So you've been a wrestling fan forever, right? Yes, actually, since I was um, maybe four, because I, of course, grew up in a small town. I'm southern, so I had two, you couldn't I had tell. two big old... Couldn't oh, tell. Oh, right, not at all. <laughs> I, actually, uh, I actually grew up, you know, I had two, um, two um, brothers that actually, you know, wrestled, and they were the ones that got me into it mainly. But as they idolized, you know, The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, that we all did, it was funny because I always grass towards the women i was more of a sable fan tris stratus lita those are my i like idolized as a kid and they're not bad ones to look up to they really aren't they are the ones that carried that whole attitude era right 100 percent. but i do have to say from a from a growing up standpoint you can hit a you know older brother with a chick kick as many times as you want but it won't have very much effect <laughs> right, right. Maybe you needed the Mickey James version of it then, right? Oh, one hundred percent. I needed it. I needed at least something. I couldn't. I couldn't quite, you know, Sable Bomb yet, but I was trying my best. <laughs> nice. Uh, we talk about who you liked in the past, but who do you who do you watch now? Because if you listen to the show, and I'm not saying you, if anybody listens to the show, they know Can Crushers are all about the women right now because some of the guys' storylines are dry. The women have been carrying wrestling definitely through the pandemic for us. And even before, I mean, it's Sasha Bailey. We love Britt Baker. And on the indies, you know, we got Lady Frost and Ray Lynn and people like that. And now you are, are blossoming up out of nowhere as well. Yes, 100%. I would say... It is crazy how much, you know, looking back and I, as much as I love the olden days of, you know, wrestling and the storylines and stuff, to see women actually be able to shine today and be able to, you know, take that spotlight and main event stuff. Of course, the Bianca, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks main event was mind blowing to me to see that as like a kid growing up. Now women take over, take over the scene. It's just incredible. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back, 
you know, last couple of years. What's your favorite match the last couple of years on like the WWE roster of matches? Mine, I'll tell you mine after because I don't want to copy it. Oh no, one hundred percent. I would say mine would have to be a a actual changing moment for me was whenever I actually watched. Uh, it was Hell in a Cell, um, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks in the first ever women. That is the one that kind of blew my mind because I knew as a kid I used to play all these matches and you know SmackDown, SmackDown versus Raw and stuff matches that I thought would never happen and to see it actually happen before my eyes gave me kind of the courage to be like oh despite all these things that I'm going through and I'm trying to change you know maybe the world is changing to where I can actually be able to do this and it was just incredible to watch like them just go at it because it was some of the biggest spots that I've seen, you know, that they were like, women don't do this. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Bailey and Sasha at TakeOver a couple of years ago. Number two is Bailey and Sasha in, in the Hell in a Cell. And and then I'll give you yours. I'm sorry. But th- oh, but no, those 100%. those four women are just, it, throw Becky in too that's going to be coming back, um, is unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. The four horsewomen. You have right. to know that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, we're all over wrestling. What about AEW? Do you, do you aspire to be, and I'm not saying you you want to be yourself, but do you aspire to be anybody like Baker oh, or Rosa? Oh, oh, 100%. Because if you watch, you know, th- you know, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, I love the actual difference in style between the actual WWE women and the, you know, all Elite still has that kind of kind of indie feel that I fell that I fell in love with because yep. if you watch with the with the with the Britt Baker and the um, Thunder Rosa match whenever whenever Britt started bleeding that was kind of like a shock moment for me too because it was one one of those one of those times where I'm like we are changing women's wrestling here because for a woman to bleed on on TV was huge and Britt Baker I mean you've seen the meme of her face just covered in blood. I mean, you just cannot, you just cannot beat that with those spots that, you know, women's wrestling is going today is incredible. Yeah, I, I completely agree. All right. Uh, we'll get to some of your matches here in a bit, but it's time for the meat and potatoes. Um, you're a transgender wrestler that has, that has come out and this was supposed to post yesterday, folks. Um, I got called into work to stay longer, and shout out to Carmen. I said I got air quotes volunteered to stay longer. She said, no, you got voluntold. I'm stealing that the rest of my life. I love that, by the way. I did. I got voluntold to stay longer at work, so we didn't get record to get it in June, but it doesn't matter because it's still all about pride. Carmen, I don't know where to start this, so I really don't. I want to know your story. I want to know everything about you because... As I, the fans know, and we talked about it before, my son recently came out, and I'm now all, this sounds stupid that I'm a cheesy dad or anything, but I'm all in. I want to know, because he is slowly letting us in of what's going on. Your story can help somebody like me, somebody else, change. Not that I've, I'm hating people. Don't even think that, people. But don't be oh, jackasses. No, no. <laughs> No, 100% because it's, it's new to honestly everyone because with the upcoming pride and all these, you know, LGBT movements, it's helping with people being able to come out and be themselves because everyone, my favorite quote is people like, 
back in the day, we didn't have people doing this. Back in the day, people got beat up for doing things like this. So we're actually opening the world to be, you know, a more open place to people who've always been there, but had to hide it. So whenever I first started to transition stuff, the earliest thoughts of me, you know, being a girl was back whenever I was four, because even my, like, me, my parents, my brothers and stuff, we always kind of knew that, you know, I was very feminine. And it wasn't really something that was, you know, talked about because back in, you know, the 2000s, things like that, gender and identity wasn't really a thing. So it's funny because I came time to actually go through, you know, puberty. I was in high school, big four foot eight, 95 pounds, and <laughs> it never happened. Right. I was there like, yeah, I never grew taller. So I was like, I need to go to a doctor. There's something wrong. I'm in 11th grade now. And we went and they were like, you were actually, you don't have testosterone in you. You just, you just don't have it. And back then, you know, with gender not being talked about, it was just automatic, you know, testosterone, boom. I took a couple shots of that. But then I remember I freaked out. I was like, this is not, this is not supposed to be me. And my parents kind of then like, you know, Southern West Virginia, we were actually raised Protestant. So it was kind of like big to where I then started saying things like, I was like, I don't think this is, this is for me. So whenever I finally turned, you know, 18, I got out on my own. That's whenever I could really truly find who I was. And that's through, it's funny because everyone talks about how does the transition go from, you know, just going from being a male to female. That is where things like drag and self discovery come in because I discovered I didn't like being a drag queen. I like being a girl. And that's why it's the common myth. The common myth conception is that they think dragon being trans is the same thing. But drags, if you look, they are an entertainer. I do this as this is who I am. This is your life. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I'm not. And I'm not. The funniest thing is that whenever I had my first job and I started to transition, I got called into the actual main office one day and they said the they said one thing I will never honestly forget. And they said, well, as long as you don't come in here with glittery eyeshadowing, glittery red lipstick, we don't care. And I just literally looked at him. I said, I want to be a woman, not a circus clown. (laughs) Nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tell me you left that place. Oh, 100%. I've actually, you know, what's funny is that working in, you know, as you can imagine, I'm in the Bible belt. So, you would think that, you know, with me finding work and finding jobs would be a hard thing. But luckily, I found myself a good actual support system to where I have a good job and good wrestling buddies. I'm going to tell you now, that was my biggest fear was going into this and that I would not even get the chance to, you know, wrestle or that I'd be this big joke that made it out that I was this, you know, basically clown that, you know, came out. But it's been honestly great. What was, to rewind a second, when did you get the deciding factor that, hey, I'm going to wrestle? So I finally, you know, I've always been a fan. And since I finally got comfortable with me transitioning, things like that, I finally was like, maybe this is not a dream that I have to just shut down because I'm trans, because I'm different. So I started looking around. And, you know, I reached out to a couple schools. A couple of them said flat out, which there's no kind of harsh feelings, anything like that. They said that, you know, things like we don't know if we could provide a safe space for you 
or if this would be a safe option for you. They feel like it would bring drama. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I reached out to this one place locally here, and their name is our Big Time Professional Wrestling. And I, you know, reached out. And the funniest part is that promoter pulls me, you know, to the side. I was like, hey, I, I need to ask, you know, are you guys okay with, you know, LGBT people? He said, are you lesbian? I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not lesbian. And I went, you know, I'm trans. He went. I'll be honest, that wasn't going to be my guess, but 100%, that's fine by me. He literally walked me back in there, and there was a group of maybe, I'd say, about 10 to 12 guys. He said, this is Carmen. She's new here. Any of y'all don't like it, get out. And 100%, I was there ever since. And to have that kind of, you know, support from somebody who doesn't really know our scene and know, like, about things like, you know, about discrimination and things that we face, just to 100% since day one be like that, I'm stuck like glue to them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing because that's your big sigh of relief. When you have the boss, you know, air quotes, in your corner, um, what what else do you need? You know, if somebody would have said, ah, uh, or whatever they say, see you later. We don't need that negativity on your roster. 100%. And that's why, you know, wrestling is wrestling is starting to learn and change because, you know, it's no more that the LGBT wrestlers are this joke, like that it's just an ongoing pun. It's that we are serious. We are serious competitors. Like I trained, I trained actual, you know, wrestling and dance for years. So for me to go from one background to go to here, I'm not going to get this, you know, ironic joke treatment. Like I'm going to go in there, go in there and prove that whether or not I face a male, a female, anything like that, I'm there to win. <laughs> right. So you move out kind of when you're 18. Is that what you said of your parents? And then when does when does this whole um, transformation start to happen? And how how does this evolve? I guess is the word I'm looking yeah. for. So whenever I was actually, you know, I wasn't really I moved out, but it wasn't really a choice because as many people know in our state that we have a serious drug problem. My family actually um, went from, we were just your average ordinary ordinary family to where they got addicted to heroin and meth. So I actually had, I had no choice, but it was either be surrounded by people, you know, that are there on drugs or I had to learn how to live by myself. So that kind of gave me the headspace to find myself because whenever you're alone, that's the honest honest to truth, 100% best time for you to be able to discover who you are because there's no kind of influences. There's nobody in your head. It's just 100% this is exactly who you are. So whenever I had that time to be alone, that's whenever actually my mom went to um, prison and she, and, she, and she got out. And whenever she got out, I was a woman. And so whenever she got in touch with me and was like, I want to see you, things like that. I, I told her, I was like, by the way, while you were, you know, in prison and stuff, I became a woman and we saw each other and it was this beautiful, this beautiful moment where my mom was, you know, crying, I was crying and now she's been clean for three years and she's my like biggest fan. So along that, along that transition road, not only did I come out a better person, I got my mom back 
and you know family back that I have I've actually stayed clean. So it's it. I hate those like you know people like oh this is a feel good a feel good story, but you honestly cannot ask for more than wh- how lucky I've got. Especially whenever I learn about people who get kicked out because they're gay or end up you know on the street because they're gay, and I get this super good family now that I can't I can't you know ask for more. That that just gave me chills. Uh, I'm, I want to cry with you because you just told me that story. <laughs> that it was almost it was a blessing that and I, if mom listens to this, I'm sorry, mom. It was a blessing that mom went to jail because it gave you everybody's own time to say our life's going to get back together. Boom, and it did. What? One hundred percent. And she thinks every day that, you know, she actually, you know, went to prison was because if it wasn't for that, she would be dead. One hundred percent. Like and and now I'm one hundred percent proud of her because she's one of the um, peer um, counselors for actual like drug, you know, drug addiction stuff. And in this state, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a city in the state of actual, you know, what um, West Virginia where drugs are the worst. And I actually live in that city. Oh, my mom is wonderful. Now, my, yeah. My mom is now one of the lead people helping with these, with these, you know, recovery programs and things like that, because it's great to see that our state and this town go from this dark place to where it's now like everything's starting to get better. Yeah. There, there has been some documentaries and everything about West Virginia and what, what kind of drug problems there are. To hear that story as well, you know, just throw, this is going to sound a joke, Carmen, throw your life away, but just to see West Virginia bouncing back is also good, too. Uh, drugs run rapid in the United States. We need a, a better stronghold on that as well. 100%. And seeing, you know, the the greatest part about it is that with my mom teaching the, this um, program, it's really religious-based, and you'd think, there's often a common conception that LGBT religion, there's this huge divide, but my mom actually is my like biggest fan. So it's fun to see all these like programs and, you know, this religious, you know, background support me because it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a off and off-putting thing because we've had, you know, wrestlers and stuff backstage be like, I'm here in the middle of a church in West Virginia, and the most over is a trans woman. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That, 100%. That's amazing within itself, because before, back in the day, as you said it, um, you would have thought the church would have crumbled on you, right? They would have ha- They would have had me, like, burned at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 100% great to see just a great surrounding of people and also uh i got to speak at our um actual pride which last year we couldn't have pride and right. i got to speak at our um our own pride and talk to them about you know being a actual transgender wrestler and stuff in front of 900 people that that's on your facebook isn't it because that's yes yeah and we'll get to your whole social media and everything here at the end but yeah i did see that and holy cow that was that was breathtaking within itself too. You came out and did your did your stick about taking on your opponent. We'll talk about her in a little bit, but then the camera just panned, and I'm like, "Wow, wow!" 
And I keep going. One hundred percent. I keep going back to my son. I'm like, this is what he needs. This is what he needs. I'm recording this with him, you know, at his friend's house, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him listen so he can say, holy cow. Maybe maybe I need to call Carmen and, and talk about this or talk about that. I just want to open avenues for him. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because with with the kids and stuff coming up, the greatest part is that you know us worrying about you know the future generations, things like that. That's always a worry of us. But it's surprising how understanding they are with things like this. They know more about this than honestly I do because oh. they. There's yeah. things that are things that are changing with pronouns and with gender identity, things like that. And I think that the number one thing that I can help preach is that if you don't know, just accept it. Whatever, whatever this person needs, whatever this person feels like they need to make them happy, accept it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, love is love. I'm going to steal one of the LGBTQ, you know, phrases love is love everybody just needs to stop anymore and the world would be a better place absolutely 100 percent. because it's it's crazy how much you know i've i've always learned you know that's just been my kind of motto even before i was part of this you know community is that if if something makes somebody happy whether it's a hobby or whether it's a lifestyle or whether it's and identity, anything, if that makes that person happy, what does that have anything to do with you? Because at the end of the day, whenever whenever I go home and I go to bed, I'm not thinking about the ones who are, you know, naysayers or the ones that think that I'm this monster. What I go home and think, I thank goodness for every person out there that is there supporting me. Right. It's all about, you know, your my last thoughts are, take care of my, you know, my family and my friends and everything like that. I'm never thinking, man, I can't wait to stab this guy in the eye tomorrow. No, that's just not it. At least normal Honestly, human beings aren't. 100%. The, actually, I did, um, I did um, forget one thought, and that's because my cat was in heat, and my only thought was, wow, I can't wait for her to be out of heat. <laughs> Okay, that's the first time <laughs> we've had that on the show, but that's good. That's a great. That's that was good. the only. That was the only other thought I had for you know a good a good a good couple of weeks was man, I wish she would shut up. Right. <laughs> Go sleep outside or something. Jesus. And I'm in a big city, so the so I wish I could have put her outside. Yeah. No. Don't because we don't want Peta after oh, you no. either. No. No. <laughs> So let's talk about some wrestling a little bit because, first and foremost, thank you for sharing that. That that's that's an unbelievable story, but you still have obstacles, and you you touched on a couple people that wouldn't let you in, and big time pro wrestling finally said, "Hey, this is Carmen. You don't like her? Get the hell out of here." Cool. Have you had any slack with? Um, any opponents? I know you're very young into the business, but have any opponents said anything to you, or you just get a little naysay here and there without giving names or, you know, slack that way? Right. Oh, no, 100%. Luckily, with the, with the actual, um, with the actual um, business that I'm here with, promoter, I can't ask anything better because he'll actually, you know, meet with them and be like, just so you know, this is the act, this is the actual, circumstances this is this wrestler if you have a problem with it you will not work her 
Like, and honestly, to have that to where, like, I don't have to worry about, you know, explaining things and worrying about how they would react right there, to know that they're being brought in, knowing that I am a transgender woman, knowing that this is the match, and at the end of the day, this is a business that I honestly cannot, cannot beat that because it's, with him, it's very simple. If you want to work, you will work her, and that's just that. Nice, nice. That's that's great. Uh, I I'm already in love with big time pro wrestling. I need to make it to a show, which we'll discuss when it is. We had to put our calendar together, didn't we, to figure out oh, what? Oh, for one percent. Me and you have our days all confused. Yeah, but we know when it is now. At least I hope you wrote it down because it's not in my notes. But we'll get to there. <laughs> um. Where else do we want to go? Let, let's talk about you sharing the locker room with some big people. Oh, no, wait. Scratch that. Training. Because something that you brought up to me off the air is when you started training, you already brought up that you were a dancer. So that's why you move so fluent already in the ring. But there's something else that you're not telling everybody. That's right. So I actually, whenever I was there in a small town, I'm a six-year trained amateur wrestler which means that whenever it comes to all these lockups and holds and shoots and things like that i'm trained to know actually what to do if this ends up a actual you know fight anything like that i can actually defend myself because what people don't don't realize oftentimes in those moments whenever you're there and you know chain is that if you have a background like that you are over you are over beyond what you know is actually expected so I actually loved having it to where it was my first day and, you know, I'm having my little tryout and he said, Hey, see if you can do a shoot with this guy. And what's funny is that I laughed. I was like, well, I don't want to hurt him. And, you know, people were like, Oh, this girl thinks she's tough. <laughs> so he, so he, you know, hopped in there and I hit a solid double leg takedown on him and everyone's face just went, <gasps> Oh, she's I was like, like that. And, <laughs> The guy went, yeah, just like that. So it's funny because it's the big joke that, uh, you know, they see this little dainty petite girl, but I'm actually uh, underneath all that. I'm a, I'm a tough girl at that. So it was honestly great to, you know, have this, have this background that I'm able to use in matches and stuff to where I can actually showcase that i'm not just this little girl out there with my eyelashes done and my hair done like i can get it done in the ring also did you get that training um like varsity wrestling in high school or was this i did yeah, all right that's all right i was gonna say or did you just do this on your own after oh no this was this was 100 i started in about seventh grade so i started you know uh i went to a camp and like uh I think it was sixth grade, actually. So I went to this camp, and then after that, we didn't have a middle school wrestling program, so I used to train with the high school boys. And then by then, I told you about how I was, you know, 95 pounds, but we didn't have a 95-pound weight class. I I had to wrestle 103. If you know about, oh yeah, you know. There's a big difference. 10 pounds makes yeah. a difference. Big so time. I was there, and I had to face some. I had to face some tough people because they were, you know, barely hitting 103 as I was there hitting 93. So I was like, oh, good. <laughs> right. Uh, any accolades with with uh, high school wrestling or anything? Uh, the last year that I ended up um, 
wrestling. I ended up going to the going to the state um, tournament where I had placed sixth, which you know not bad. I was happy with my um, with my um, placement. Also, there was you know a course going to meets and stuff. There was a couple meets. Our team won things like that. But as far as you know, individual wrestling wise, I actually uh, my last year that I ended up wrestling, I tore the um, cartilage across my chest. Jeez Louise. It, oh yeah. A kid had a full had a full Nelson WWF style. <laughs> so I was like, Hello, Raph, I'm in a I I have both my arms here and whenever the kid went to turn, it popped like bubble wrap up my chest. <laughs> Ah, uh, you can't, you said, you know, you did good. No, six is great. First and foremost, West Virginia is a wrestling state. Coming from, oh, Pen- coming from Pennsylvania, we are too, but I know West Virginia is a wrestling state, so you have to hang your hat high with that six, you know? That's awesome. Oh, for sure. We have it to where um, one of our uh, trainers, he actually was um, state college, uh, the state um, wrestling champion, I think. Three out of his four years, so it's great to have you know these actual for people to think you know wrestling West Virginia. They think that we're a whole bunch of you know hill jacks, but here we are. We have some trained people who are here that are tough as nails. Um, hill jacks, I love that too. You're giving me all these <laughs> terms that I'm going to start using now. Sorry, I'm that's why a whole, a whole a whole bunch of quotes. Yeah. <laughs> While untold, Hill Jacks, I'm going to be using that this weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> so, we we talk about your wrestling, and, you know, you're, what, three, four matches in, but you can say, because I've watched a lot of your stuff on the Facebook and YouTube and everything, you're pretty damn over already. <laughs> 100%. It is. It, it is fantastic to see, you know, the actual crowd that I have. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more because these, these fans, I did not expect it, but since my first night, I was there, and the funniest thing is that a wrestler was there cutting his, cutting his promo out there in the ring, and he goes, "Well, we all know who y'all really came to see," and they started chanting my name, and I went, "Uh oh, I haven't even had a match yet." <laughs> so I'm there in the back looking. I said. Oh no, because it was the middle of his actual time, so I was like, "Good, here I am. I haven't even had a match yet, and I did not. I was there thinking that I was going to get booed out of the whole place, but it's crazy the actual, you know, response that I've had is that I've had these fans that are just amazing. Whenever I had this little girl, maybe about I'd say three or four, come up to me and she's wearing all pink and um, lime green, and she said that she wanted to match me because she wanted to be just like me really as a, you know, as a kind of light to, you know, LGBT people, it was hard not to cry (laughs) for sure for, I could, I could only imagine. So that had to lighten your, lighten your load a little bit going in first match. Everybody hears jitters, this, that, and the other thing you're getting the biggest round of applause before your first match. So how's your first match go? First match, it was actually super funny because first match, um, the opponent got themselves disqualified. And the, the part of professional wrestling is that my mother and my brother were there in the crowd and they were not understanding of what is work and what is shoot. 
So they had to have security there. <laughs> On your mother and brother. Yeah. The promoter had to pull them aside and be like, Carmen is okay. <laughs> I need to hang out with your family. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it was it was 100% great because because there's my mom, a 50, a 57-year-old religious woman, not trying to throw her age out there, but she just, just did. Just Good to, job. Oh, right. I'm, a, I'm terrible. <laughs> it was 100% great because we get done with the match and people are going, your mother and brother tried to storm the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen videos online of people just getting decimated oh. once they get into the ring. That would have been your mother and brother. Oh, 100%. I, would have, I, I even looked at them and said, what would you all have done? They said, we didn't have a plan. I said, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting in the ring. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just coming in the <laughs> ring to protect my baby girl. That's it. Oh, 100%. And I'm there just like, well, it doesn't get more, get more Southern than that. <laughs> so you told her some of the ins and outs now. She's all right going to wrestling. She's not going to need handcuffs. Yes, all right. She's, she, she's going to have a nice solid breath, but she still, she gets worked up. I'm telling you, those are the best, those are the best fans though, because she, she doesn't care if she sees what, what even mimics that I'm in pain. She starts going through it. <laughs> is, is mom going to be at the event in August? Of course, and you know, and you know for a fact, I'm going to have to sell each move and just look right at her just to really mess with her. <laughs> salt in the wound, Carmen. Salt in the wound. One hundred percent. I just want because she starts screaming and carrying on, so it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be great. And it's the fact that I'm already getting these. I get these people that. It's it's honestly great because you would hear and see them and think that there would be no way that they would be backing somebody somebody like me. But man, they get into it. <laughs> it's that you're you're that damn good. Then you, you sell your product, you sell yourself, and as a wrestler, I mean, I'm a Mark. My mom aptly named me Mark. Um, you you just sell yourself. And it just says, here I am. This is what I'm doing for you, the fans. And the mom just takes it to the next level. Oh, it is. It is great because we tried to, uh, I had a um, cage match against Ari. And the best part of the match was that we were trying to tease, like, what if I would start to, you know, I, I like to show that I cannot play by the rules also. Like, I do what it takes to win. So I'm there having these moments where I'm like pressing her face against the cage and stuff. And you know, that's the that's the typical like the crowd starts to boo, things like that. They started cheering. <laughs> and Ari was there. And the funniest part is that she just she just looks up to me and goes, Oh, they're cheering saying for, for saying for you to bash my face in <laughs> Ari's a great worker. Ari really is. I cannot say enough good things about her because she has really helped take me from, you know, this, you know, wrestler starting out to this, this person that's actually like, oh, I can do this. So, I mean, hats off to her because she is a great worker and she's, she, she's definitely going to, going to make it far. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So you shared the locker room. This is what I said about 15 minutes ago, folks. Uh, you shared the locker room with some amazing legends as well. So I just want to run through the list. I mean, 
some people don't run into these people 10, 12 years down the line. You're meeting some of these people in three matches. Um, Sergeant Slaughter, Larry D from Impact, Suicide from Impact, Jake Chris, and Rhino. And then, oh, well, you got a big win over Haley Shadows as well. Just, you know, throw, sweep that under the rug. <laughs> I mean, this is match three, and you're out there just mingling with Hall of Famers and Legends. 100%. It's honestly great because, you know, I got to meet, I got to meet Sergeant Slaughter and I learned something because, you know, as we all know, you know, there's people that are there that, you know, are going up to him and freaking out and stuff. Well, I walk over, I'm just having, you know, a one-on-one with him and I mentioned something because my favorite match of his was his against Randy Orton on Raw. And his eyes glimmered up because I mentioned that. And he said, that's the only match I never skipped through. So I got extra kudos points <laughs> because I mentioned, you know, I was like, this was my favorite match watching you. And he said, that's the only one I never skipped through. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, absolutely, because that was a great match. Yeah, and I, the fact that it was on Raw, Monday Night Raw, is just, it's just crazy to me. And to have these kind of moments with, you know, these legends and then i met rhino and rhino's a funny story so i was there and we're in this small church so there's like changing areas and you know the ins and outs where rooms can be confusing oh yeah well i'm there changing and that's how i met rhino hi rhino (laughs) and me being the you know great wordsmith that i am as i'm there you know covering myself i go oh rhino I'm, i'm such a big fan and it was just oh. word vomit, and he just cracked up. <laughs> so the best part is that he's like, a, you know, with, you know, Rhino and things, he's very, like, he's not a touchy, like, person, you know, no. because of germs, things like that. Yeah, I met and him a few times. That people see him, and he has his arm around me and stuff, and people just looking like, I said, oh, we're, we're close. <laughs> you have to be after what you just did to him. People just cracked up, and the best words that I ever got was that he was there walking, walking off, and was like, "Oh, you know, uh, see you later, see you later." He walks up to me, and goes, "I know I'm going to see you down the road," and everyone's face was kind of that was kind of my like my like moment, like, "Oh, he sees something in me." <laughs> wow, that's that had to blow your head up right there, and oh, in a good 100%. way. Oh, one hundred percent, because I was there, I was like. I was like, oh my goodness, like, it, it kind of gives you that, like, feeling, because I never want to be one of those people with, like, a big head or an ego, because you've heard of plenty of workers that have that. Yep. Like, I'm the most humble person you, you, you could probably ever meet. And just for a fact to hear that kind of gave me that feeling like, oh, maybe I am doing something right, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, your your background in, in wrestling and in dance, because you also throw a dance move in, in your matches. It seems to spot out every once in a while when you're in a wrist lock. I love that, by the way. Yes, thank you, thank you. I'm glad somebody, I'm glad somebody picks up on it because you know you got to you got to work you got to work what you have, and you know having this you know you know this actual background where I've actually performed in front of people and stuff definitely helps. Did you, when you were in dance, did you, was it just local dance or did you end up dancing at like Carnegie or anything like that? Um, I actually, whenever I did dance, uh, I, I actually mainly did things for the actual pride groups and stuff here. Oh, nice. Again. 
I was at the West Virginia State Pride whenever I had the idea of jumping off the stage while I was performing. And I snapped my um, tibia in half, but I kept performing. <laughs> so you're also a walking train wreck is what I'm getting, Carmen, as well. Oh, 100%. If there is, there is at least, the good part is that there is a story about me, whether it is with wrestling, with dance. It's almost like I'm like a local, you know, phenomenon because of these things that I've been like, yeah, that was me as I got carried away wearing a $300 costume <laughs> into an ambulance. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, oh my God, the stories. Keep going. Just and, keep throwing yourself under the bus. And the best part is that once, you know, I discovered that I had not my leg and things like that, I was getting viewed at, you know, local hospital. They said, what are you going to do now? I said, oh, well, I have to work at the bar down the street, so I I have to go. They went, you're not working, are you? I said, oh, I am. So I sat in a chair and did my song as literally a line from the from the actual back of the whole room all the way to the street lined up to hand me money. With a cast and crutches and all of that. With a full gown on, so I mean, you can't oh. beat that. <laughs> it's even better. <laughs> as, I, as, as I look like the best lounge singer that you could ever imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. I would, did you have, you, were you still like all painted up and, um, because oh, I imagine, yeah. Goodness. I was going to say, I'm sure when you went to your pride stuff, you just decked yourself out. And here I am. Come in. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, back to wrestling a little bit. How much wrestling do you watch now? I mean, because you're you're busy, you're training, you're going here to matches, doing this to matches. But how much wrestling do you get to watch and study? And second part of the question: What mainly do you study wrestling now, or do you kind of trickle back into Trish and Lita, or even farther with um, I don't know, Wendy Richter or anybody like that? I actually. I actually bounce around quite a bit. So whatever, it's funny because I actually have, you know, a full-time job besides besides wrestling. So here I am, wrestling, full-time job on top of whatever spare time I have, I'm always, I'm always watching. So I keep up with all the um, today's products on top of keeping up with, you know, AEW Dark, Elevation, all that. On top of, I like to actually go back and study matches that, we all know Attitude Era, that was my biggest pop for, you know, personality and things like that. But if you go back to Sensational Sherry is one that I super oh, nice. look up to. And people hear that name and they go, Sensational Sherry? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Her in the ring, selling her actual character and her in-ring work was great. Her she AWA was stuff was amazing. Put on 12, 15-minute matches where... You know, back then, it's funny how women's, how women's wrestling went from that, where we are honestly today, to where they had that back in the day. But then there was this moment of time to where, you know, it was mainly storyline. But to go back into where it's actually athleticism is, is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because early 80s or, you know, mid 80s, you had Sherry, you had Wendy, you had uh, Misty Blue. Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They put on great matches and slapped me through the, the phone computer, but they were throwaway matches. They, they weren't 
there wasn't story involved. It was like, oh, here's two girls wrestling tonight. And, that, and it's sad. It was it's sad. sad. 100%. Because they worked. And then you get to the Attitude Era, and no disrespect to Trish or, or Lita, the rest of them, and I'm sorry for saying this, were TNA. That's it. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, you know, it's sad because I idolize these people still, even though they would have, you know, one or two spots that were maybe two minutes. It was the fact that I'm glad that wrestling finally realized that sometimes those two or those two or three minutes were the reason I watched. Right. Who do you think, uh, after the whole, you know, attitude area, who do you think revolutionized the women's movement then? Because I have one in mind who I think really brought it to the forefront. But who do you think was the first one? It's it's common that people often often forget because uh, as we all know that one of the main um, leaders was Paige. But honestly, AJ Lee is thank the one you. that thank, thank goodness somebody else agrees. AJ Lee was the one that kind of made it from where women weren't the smoke break now to where women were actually getting involved in the, you know, main event, main event storylines. And honestly, a hundred percent, not only was her in-ring work good, she was able to sell herself. And that's a big thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad you said AJ, because a lot of people do say Paige. Um, Paige probably carried it a little bit more, but AJ broke that barrier. Especially her pipe bomb promo. Oh. Is still one of, one of my favorites. <laughs> Her and Punk together, yes, I agree. I agree. So who is, now let's get to who Carmen Chaos is. Um, let me tell you my thoughts first. I see a little, I see a little Carmella in you. I do see a little Trish. And I, there's somebody dastardly as well. I, I don't see Sherry. Uh, as much as you say yes, probably. Right. I don't see you that dastardly. I don't know. I, I just can't put my finger on, but my my main two is I see you know our Carmella uh, and and Lita because you're you're so agile, but the way you come out um, when Carmella was fabulous, not this Carmella. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I actually, I'm I'm learning you know about how I can portray myself more in the ring because the main thing about you know working. Carmen Chaos is that I have to be able to sell who I am into that. So to be able to now start bringing in, you know, these dance moves that I've done and, you know, bring in this actual, this actual personality. And what's funny is that in my most recent matches, you can see my personality. I start, I start getting a little mouthy in there. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've definitely learned, you know, I went from this quiet girl to now I'm this loud and proud person to where I'm now, I'm now basically, I almost look up to Charlotte Flair in that way because whenever, whenever Charlotte Flair works, works with herself, she doesn't work as, you know, an actual worker to where she's this big mean monster. She works that she's the best. No matter if she's heel or face, she's the best. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I, I should have thought of Charlotte because Charlotte is heel or face. She's also got that undertone of being a bitch. At any time. Oh, right. <laughs> and you know, that's needed. That's needed because you can't be, you can't be a pushover. No, not at all. You can't. And that's where I think you're headed. Uh, you're not going to be a pushover. You're taking people's names and kicking ass and 
unless somebody like Paige Jones and uh, her goons, you should be the big-time pro wrestling women's heavyweight champion. 100%, because it is it is so funny that it takes not one, not two, it took three people to actually distract me from actually being set to win because, because here we are, you know, working this, working this match to where, you know, it's a one-on-one match, but it took two, three other big guys running out there in order big to make sure guys. that I, sick oh, guys, right, right. I'm there like, oh, so I'm guessing they had some kind of meeting to where they kind of correlated this plan. But it's funny because for somebody who is not viewed as a threat, but you feel the need to have three people run out and be able to work this to where I'm not I'm not able to win because everybody knows there that with the fans with the fans behind me community but you know here and I honestly I hate to brag but besides that the on the online presence I have I'm the true champion so I know my day and time will come to you know prove that but it's just a waiting game now. You are the goddess. The goddess, and you know what? The goddess will end up with her crown one day. Let me say one thing, though. Where the hell was mom at to get these goons out of the way? 100%. I I had to happily tell her that um, she should take the night off this night. Oh, <laughs> I, had a- to have, I had to have mom at home. She had, to, she had to behave herself. She was watching the cat, wasn't she? Oh, 100%. Somebody has to watch this cat. <laughs> God. So... A couple questions I always love asking. Where do you see or what are your goals in the next, say, you only have a few matches underneath you, so I won't say five years. How about, let's say, two years? Honestly, I'm viewing myself as the sky is the absolute limit because my 100% goal that's been my dream since I was four, I want to be the first ever trans woman signed to, to, signed to WWE. That's my 100% goal, whether it's within two years, whether it's in five years. I'm going to push myself up until I'm able to reach this goal. Okay. That's that's a great goal. I agree. Now, let me stir the pot a little bit. Okay. I'm, I'm always mm-hmm. that, that guy. W- <laughs> WWE gives you, you know, a billion dollars. AEW gives you a billion dollars. Which one do you pick? Hmm. If it's going based upon based upon product and stuff, I still have to say WWE. I've been a faithful WWE girl. I love the whole the whole AEW. You know, I I'm absolutely adored with what with what they're doing with their um, women's division, their men's and stuff. But WWE has always, in terms of women's wrestling, especially watching Charlotte Flair and things like that, they've always been at the top for me. And especially NXT. If you look at yes, if you look at you. NXT today. They are in absolute, they are killing it. And what's crazy is that they're not even considered main brand, but these women out there are doing things that are just incredible to watch. Yeah. I and it's sickening because I look at the numbers, Carmen, and everybody else in Can't Crush Your Nation, look at the numbers. I mean NXT really it is throttling SmackDown and or Raw week after week. They are WWE right now. They're, they're carrying the boat, and then the other two are 2A and 2B. Especially, especially storyline-wise, yeah. because I, I'm a huge 
I know we uh, we uh, use the term Mark, but I'm a huge Karrion Cross Mark. I can't help it. That guy is that guy is honestly the future. Him and Scarlet, the whole everything is the complete is complete ten yards. The best damn entrance in wrestling today. Oh, 100%. I will argue anybody. And the fact that they had him on main event without the smoke upset me. Yeah. (laughs) I've met, uh, I was going to say Charlotte. I met Scarlett um, a few years before she got signed by WWE. And she's the sweetest human being alive as well. So, like, she loves her fans. She loves everybody. And then she gets this persona I'm literally scared of her now. Like, I, I'm not saying I know her like we're going to have beers or anything together, but <clears throat> she's a, a, a great human being. Now she's the Wicked Witch of the West. I, I adore it because it shows how, it shows how much people think that, you know, with these, with these, you know, wrestlers, with their, with, with who they are on TV, it often betrays who they are. And oftentimes, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, travel-wise, um, we talked about your two years and your lifetime goal, WWE. Um, are you up to, you know, Japan calls and says, hey, do you want to make a trip over here or Shimmer or there, there's a, another promotion in Pittsburgh called Rise or IWC or anywhere like that? Somebody calls you, you're going to get that experience, right? One hundred percent, because you know that is just more of a more of a way for me to be to be able to reach some of the top talent in the world. Like that would be incredible for for me to do. So for me to be able to start, I'm starting to actually get bookings together and things like that. So I'm I'm ready, you know, to face whomever that you know somebody thinks that I would have a great match with. A hundred percent, I I will be there because. You know, I have some dream, some dream people I do want to face, and I actually have some upcoming big names I will be facing here at home at, you know, BTW because, man, our promoter scouts. He scouts some of the best talent around, and it's and it's great to you know be here from this small state and face people where I'm like, oh, they're who, they're daughter of who, so I'm just like, I'm here, and it's it's great that you know. I'm starting to travel, get things, get things, you know, together because the goal is the top. The goal is the top. Um, are you allowed leaking any of those names? Because holy moly, do I need to make a trip then to West Virginia? Well, I know 100% that we have our um, event in uh, in August, but September I'm set to face Miranda Gordy, which is a huge name. Holy crap. Exactly. That's, so that's huge. Gonna be, that's going to be an excellent match to where I I better get training. I better get in shape because she is a tough girl. Oh, yeah. She is a tough lass for sure. Uh, again, I met her at WrestleCade a couple years ago in another... I always bring down the fourth wall, and that's why everybody hates coming on the podcast, because I'm just a jackass. She's a wonderful human being. I'm kidding. Everybody loves being on the podcast. She's a, a wonderful human being. Have you ever met her? <clears throat> I have not yet, but I have definitely already started, you know, I always scout. That is yeah. the number one thing to do. Always watch. And she's under um, Jazz's um, promotion, she is. S- uh, SWE in Texas, so I know for a fact 
she's going to bring me a fight. So I've already been scouting, been like, all right, what do I have to watch out for? What do I have to look for? Because, man, she is a she is a tough cookie. And it's funny because I'm a little bit taller. I'm about five foot nine. And most of the girls we bring in are, are about five foot three, five foot four. This is the only time where I'm going to look up and be like, oh, that's a tough woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no disrespect. She's a little bit broader than you as well, Carmen. She's a little oh, bit. hundred <laughs> percent. She, and that's what I love about, about, you know, me wrestling, things like that, because the idea of a trans woman wrestling is that a lot of people don't know is that whenever you, whenever you go through hormones and things like that, I'm not able to get, build muscle mass like a man would be able to. That's the common misconception with trans people in sports is that they think I can go out there and bench press somebody. I don't have that. <laughs> oh, so you're not lifting Andre the Giant anymore is what you're telling me. No, oh. no, absolutely not. And that's the funniest thing is that they think that deep down I have this like, I just have Goku powers underneath me to where I'm just going to erupt and just have this strength come out of nowhere. But people have to, you know, realize whenever men tr transition to, you know, a woman that they go through things hormonally. It's like a second, it's like a second puberty. Okay. I, I, I don't know this. I, I didn't. So that's... It, drawbacks on that then like have, have you had any any setbacks in your whole transition um no luckily with me the the only thing is that as you know you can tell by my like picture and stuff i of course work out like about three to four times a week but it's it's great because i will work out and stuff but i can't gain this big muscle mass or things like that so that's kind of of a drawback not that i would want huge big biceps it's not really my my personal choice, but it is, it is crazy because with, you know, an actual hormonal transition, it affects people emotionally that they don't, that they don't really talk about, like about how, you know, whenever you do take, you do take hormones and stuff that it can affect your body and, you know, it causes you to grow breasts and things like that. So it's a common, common thing where people just hear one thing where they hear about how I'm trans and they're like, oh, that's a man. But they don't do any research behind it. Stupidity is the oh, only one, word I'll say. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because then, what's funny is that whenever they hear, you know, trans wrestler, and they see this little blonde girl, they're like, "Oh, oh, this was not what I was expecting." <laughs> yeah, they're they're expecting like Scott Steiner to come out or something like that, right? What one hundred percent? And you know, I I I bet you, I bet you, in the world there are, you know trans women that you know love to be buff and built like um gabby top yeah but 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 the thing is that that doesn't that doesn't change somebody's you know identity or make them less of a less of an actual woman if that's what they choose to be right um where else are we going uh your next match august is is your next match and it's not in west virginia where are we yep August 14th, we are in South Point, Ohio for the Back to School Rumble. So, big time pro wrestling, are they a show? Because you did one in June, so you guys do a show like every other month? Um, we normally run uh, bi-weekly, but um, July is whenever, you know, there's vacations, things like that. We do get we do get a little bit of a, you know, breather, but you we're going to start probably. No, I'm kidding. I know. <laughs> 
he he's actually uh, planning. That's actually already, really good. Um, oh yeah, that's that, that's basically our like only month to where we can have it. Where if you want to go on, you know, vacation, anything like that, you can go ahead and do that because once we start running again, it's August. It's going to be biweekly there. September we're going to have multiple shows. We're actually going out to um, to um, Dayton for Dayton for one also Dayton uh, Dayton uh, Cleveland area so we're going to be we're going to be hitting the road nice and South Point the South Point show is going to be a big one for sure because that's that's whenever uh, we're actually a little almost fair that they're having for the kids so that so that crowd's going to be incredible so it's going to be cool to have it's really down the road from us so I'm hoping to see you know Familiar faces, new faces, but I bet you, end of the day, they're going to end up, obviously, cheering for me. <laughs> obviously, they were cheering for you before your first match, Carmen. Come on. Right. <laughs> 100%. But, hey, as, as, long as, I have, as long as I have a new face there, and honestly, I know how um, word of mouth works, and just to be able to ha- be that kind of beacon of hope for, for people like me, I can't ask for, you know, anything more than that. So you said you have some dream matches, dream opponents that you would like to take on. Um, we'll do that one first. Uh, I'm kind of doing them out of order, but I have a different way that I ask this. So I want to know who you want to wrestle, where, and then what type of match stipulation. That's the caveat on mine. Cool. Okay, so mine, if I had to try to pick one, one dream one, because I have... I have, you know, multiple. millions. Of say, course, you do. you right. all you all do. You freaking wrestlers all have. I want to wrestle everybody in the world. No, pick one. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would say if I could pick w- one person, Io Shirai is killing it. Yeah, killing it. So I would love to have a dream match with her, and I think the arena would be. How about this? I will say anywhere because just to have that chance. I will do it in a backyard if I have to. All right. And and I would say um, stipulation would be, honestly, with her, high-flying and stuff, a ladder match. Yeah, that's what I figured. Once you said EO, I knew you were going to lean towards a ladder match. I did. I did. I'm not going to lie. Because her ladder matches are amazing. Oh, 100%. She, to have the idea of her in a um, ladder match stuff, I know for a fact I'd have to... I'd have to be ready because I know she's going to hit me with a moonsault from any angle. So I better be ready for that match. But I know for a fact with the way, with the way she, um, she works and stuff is that that she would push me to my limit. Yeah. Uh, just not off the ladder, off of anything that's stable. She's oh, coming. Anything that she can put two feet on. <laughs> yeah. So I- I'm talking wrestling business here because then I'll I'll ask you other. Um, what's the best advice that you got from like somebody in the locker room or you know one of your training partners or something like that for the wrestling business? The best advice that I got was to keep being me. Do not care what you know people think. Do do not do not worry about you know because it was about whenever I was training to have my first match. I was so worried. And luckily, the actual support, the actual support system I have at, at our school is just fantastic to where, you know, they actually talked to me and someone was like, no matter what, because I trained as, I'll, I'll be honest, I trained to where I was basically planning on, planning on working heel because of how the crowd was going to go. 
and the fact that I had this super baby face reaction and to be able to, you know, have this support that I did not expect in the first place, these guys telling me to, you know, be myself. And it's always, it's always funny because it's the big buff ones that are just the biggest sweethearts you could ever meet. Yep. Yep. Did the, did the heel thing, why, first of all, do you think a heel because you're, you're transgender? Do you think you just weren't going to be over? Honestly, yes. I thought that, you know, in, especially in a church. Well, you yeah. know, with the whole, with the, this was a Pentecostal church. Huh. <laughs> so that's where it gets thrown a little extra loose. I was going to a Pentecostal church as a transgender woman. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> so but it, go ahead. It honestly turned out that these, these people are some of the, are some of the sweetest people you can meet because it turns out that our actual fan base, you know, with venues and stuff, of course, there's the venue people that come, but our big time, our big time wrestling fans are so accepting of who you are, whatever you are, that they've honestly, they are so close to my heart. I love every single one of them, even with their comments and stuff on um, Facebook here and there. They call me, they, they, you know, call me the goddess, tell me how much, you know, they actually love me. And it's just, you can't, you can't beat that. No. Uh, the, how did you become, if you're planning to be face, did you have a, uh, well, you were planning to be heel, I'm sorry. Did you have a meet and greet prior that they were ch- chanting your name? Like, how did they know no. you were there? Word, word of mouth. Literally, it was just a thing to where I was like, oh, catch me at my first ever, my first ever wrestling show. You know, here I am, you know, as people do on Facebook and stuff. Right. And like, come catch me wrestle. I did not expect, you know, much. That's but whenever it did happen, it was crazy because there came all these people. We've even had like our local, um, our local pride group and stuff. They came to see wrestling. So it's awesome to see these crowds that, you know, wouldn't be there be there enjoying, you know, wrestling, which is a, I don't want to say it's, it's truly anybody's sport, but mainly LGBT people are not the first people to jump at it. So it's great to see a group that, you know, we're, we're not very open to new things, see this and be like, oh, this is fun. And see somebody like me be like, oh, we're open to everybody. <laughs> that's, that's phenomenal. That really is. It's just a post saying, I'm gonna wrestle tonight. See you there. Go driving Literally. to the venue. <laughs> driving to the venue. You're like, oh, I gotta be bad. I gotta be bad. I gotta be bad. And they just start cheering for you. You're like, hey, uh, Booker, you hear the 900 oh, people in the crowd? <laughs> it was so funny because because after that we kind of we kind of realized, especially whenever it's the kids, because yeah. those kids are honestly the greatest thing because. I'm there, and now whenever I see kids, you know, that kid who dressed like me, and they will all want pictures and everything, and I'm just like, I, I can never be bad now. <laughs> I love the kids too much. You're the new John Cena. Oh, 100%. They, we did a, um, we did a uh, battle royal match one time to um, close out a show. And, you know, all the guys were there getting, getting, you know, lined up. Well, we had a 
we had somebody who then couldn't, you know, compete. So we were one person short. So I said, I'll do it, you know, stepping up. And the funniest thing is that whenever I was out there competing, the kids were getting mad because the boys would touch me. <laughs> Not understanding. It's the concept of the match. So if the guys would go to hit me and stuff, man, these kids would start screaming. <laughs> that is wonderful. If you have the kids in pro wrestling, you have the parents. And then essentially, Carmen, you have the parents' money because that's what it's about. 100%. I'm very excited that I'm now working towards merch. I actually uh, just now just now got back with uh, pro with a pro wrestling tee. So I'm going to start I'm going to start having my shirt. Ooh. My shirt coming soon. <laughs> nice. I was gonna say what other merch do you have? Do you, you have eight by tens that people can order from you online or anything like that? Um, I'm actually, you know, I'm getting very I'm getting very, you know, new to this. So I'm now actually starting to realize you know, that, oh, I need to start, you know, getting merch, get, get merch and stuff made. But I think the t-shirt might be as soon available as in, as in this week. So that's going to be, that's going to be awesome to have. And I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be able to get small things like keychains and a popular one that I want because the whole goddess thing, I want to get a, uh, a, uh, lip gloss made just so that I can be that extra person where everyone has this gold, Lip nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, I, Carmen, I, I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to come to an event. You'll see me probably popping up in Ohio because I, I'm I'm excited about big time pro wrestling too. I really am. Like I, I watched that whole two and a half hour show. You guys had a dog collar match on a damn thing as well, which was fantastic. We sure did. And you know what is the best part? That is also somebody that trained and we have been, we have been training nonstop because me and him, I'm telling you, whenever they say first one's in, first, the, um, first one's in, last one's out, that's me and him every day. So I'm very happy that, you know, that to see somebody that I know be able to work these spots is just incredible. And we had a fans lumberjack strap match, which was barbaric. Yes. Yes. Oh, Carmen. I don't know. What else what else can we talk about? What else can we say? What else did I miss over on anything um life anything like that because I also want you to give your you got great wrestling advice that you gave people, but what advice would you give the little kids? One that want to find their way and two essentially then want to be in wrestling as well. And you can break them up. I think that the number one thing would be no matter what your dream is, follow it. Because there was me, you know, due to circumstances of, you know, being trans, transitioning, I thought that I would never be be able to finally work this dream. But to be able to be here and be working towards this ultimate goal is incredible. And I do not, I do not even regret a single thing. So my, so my goal would be to help teach kids that no matter who you are, what you are, what you feel, that if you want to do something, you you can do it. Carmen, this is a weird question. I've never asked it before. And you're going to be the first one. If everything would be over right now, you can't work another show or anything like that, are you happy with where 
you are and with what you've done so far in pro wrestling? Ultimately, if, you know, things just stopped tomorrow, I would be 100% happy because I would still be able to be that person that somebody can be able to look to and be like, they did, they, they did their dream. And I know as a feel good story that, 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 you know, that may sound, but for, you know, somebody in my, in my stance, whenever I first saw Nyla Rose is how I had that feeling. I said, this person did something that I want to do and I would love to be able to have that courage. You've battled since you said age four and you have reached the, I don't want to say the top of the mountain because you have, you have a hell of a long way. And I'm saying this, I'm not saying this backhanded. You have a hell of a long way to go to get there, but you're taking that step one day at a time with a smile on your face, knowing these people that talk smack on me are now in my past. 100% because I am proving with each, you know, match with each, with each part, with each day, even training that I will scratch and claw my way to the very top. And that's what you need in pro wrestling. And that's awesome. I, I love your attitude. I love your life. I love you sharing the story of your life on the show today. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you. If they're just seeing a picture on can crushers and saying, wait a minute, who is that? So, <laughs> 100%. You can follow me Instagram at official Carmen. Um, I think it's official Carmen chaos. Uh, yeah. So good job. There, good job. Right, there, there I go. And also Facebook, you can um, follow my page, Carmen chaos, or you can add it. It is Carmen Beck. So I'm okay with, you know, this is still, this is still the page. Well, you'll be like, is this still Carmen chaos? You'll see me, you'll see, you know, this face, you'll know, oh, I can add them. So feel free, you know, add me there. Also, uh, you can be able to look out on the pro, um, on the pro wrestling tees website because it'll be pro wrestling tees forward slash Carmen chaos. You'll be able to get the first ever Carmen chaos shirt once it does drop. And are we going to see more of you on TikTok? I need to see more dances. Come on. Ah, absolutely. You know what? I'm going to get, I'm going to get there, you know, behind it because there's a lot of, there's a lot of dance, there's a lot of dance challenges out there that I'll admit I, I can be able to be able to talk, uh, like be taught a dance, but these kids out there, they got oh my some rhythm. God, <laughs> right? Oh my God. Like my son makes me dance with him sometimes and I'm the 44 year old fat dad that's like, Dude, what are you doing? Where did you learn that? What he's like? Oh, I, I watch good. this three times and I'm good to go. I'm like, I need to watch this a month and I still couldn't be able to do oh, it. Same. I'm like, do they have a mirrored version? Do they have a slowed down version? This is gonna take me a minute. But these kids are out here, you know. And TikTok is honestly a future right now because I remember whenever Vine was the thing, so I sound like a grandpa here. <laughs> I'm like. Being like, good check out. Remember Vine? Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, on our on our iPhone 6s, we had Vine. <laughs> Carmen, it's been a blast. 
thank you very much once again for for coming on the show. And like I said, make sure you check her out in August, guys. We'll be posting everything on Big Time Pro Wrestling, so you can head over to Ohio or head down to West Virginia. It, hell, if you're in my neck of the woods and want to ride with me, come along because um, I'm making a point to see Carmen because she's breaking down walls and uh, just like Roddy Piper, um, kicking ass and chewing bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. And you're all out of gum. Thank you. At least you finished it, right? Some people don't understand there that. There we go. Hey, I mean, people people oftentimes see this, but I'm telling you, I'm a diehard fan. <laughs> you talk about obstacles. You talk about negativity. You talk about anything in your way. And she has beaten them with a smile, with happiness, with pride. Guys, I was elated, elated when she said yes, she was going to come on Can't Crushers. I didn't know her story. I didn't know about her mom going to jail because of drugs in her family. I didn't know when she started her process to be a trans female pro wrestler. And I want to take that all out because Carmen Chaos is a pro wrestler to me. Somebody that I'm going to stand in her corner one day, wave the pro wrestling flag, and say, look at her freaking go. This is awesome. This is what the world needs right now. This is amazing. I completely support her. Anything she needs ever, Can Crushers is behind her, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to head to Ohio to see her wrestle in August. Guys, make sure you follow Carmen on all her social medias, and hopefully she gets her TikToks up because we want to see her dancing some more. We really do. Guys, support Big Time Pro Wrestling as well. All those links are going to be in the description. You know all that, da-da-da-da-da. But I want to thank Carmen again for coming on the show because this meant a lot to me. We talked a little bit after we stopped the recording, and... She's a wonderful human being. She really is. Uh, I don't care if she ever turns heel, if she remains face, if she's the John Cena for the rest of her life, like I said during the podcast. Karma Chaos, I'm there for you. Guys, you know how we end this all the time. But don't forget, you have to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all at CanCrusher69. If you want to send us an email, you want to get booked to come on the show, send us an email at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Head over to our website and check us out. We have all our playlists there. You can find us, like I said, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, Pandora, we're there. Everything's there. We're there. So remember, guys, just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.